This is episode 29 of Give Me a Chance, and it is your host speaking, Vittoria. Hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Give Me a Chance. It's so good to be back and to see you all back again after what must have been probably the longest summer break in the story of humankind. So let's not wait any more time for that, and let's get started with the episode for today. This time, fellow podcaster Walt will tell us how he got the chance to change his life after devoting his life to his family and focusing on his health first. And now, it is finally time to listen to Walt's story. Hi Walt, welcome to Give Me a Chance. What a pleasure to have you on. The pleasure is all mine. Good to see you again. How are you doing? Uh, do I am so blessed and I am overwhelmed with gratitude. So, What have you been up to recently? So my life consists of working, uh, playing cards, chasing my wife around, <laughs> and, uh, playing with my newborn son, and not necessarily in all that order. So, so what's your priority number one? So my priority, I just did a short podcast on this, my last uh, short episode about gratitude and what I'm most grateful for and it'll roll into our topic, is my health. Because if I don't have my health physically and mentally, I can't take care of anybody else. So I make sure that I'm physically and mentally healthy so I can take care of my newborn son and chase him around and chase my wife around, of course. What was your life like before? <laughs> Drugs, alcohol, chasing women, going a thousand miles an hour a minute, working, All right. working yeah, working four jobs just to stay busy and I'd play football, hockey. Uh, I practiced martial arts and I was a private security guard for, and I had a full-time job. Wow. That's so. a whole lot of stuff. And, but did uh, exercising or um, the physical health have a part in this at all? My previous life? Yeah. The only, the only, uh, part the exercise had it did make me feel good i got some endorphins going and i enjoyed working out and i still do uh but the majority of it and it has since changed is to impress people or to intimidate people uh i used to be i used to be very big in my 20s i was 280 pounds and like nine percent body fat i was i didn't have a neck my legs touched together. I was just big. And so I spent like 25 hours a week in the gym amongst wow. playing all sports. And yeah, it was. And the reason um, I've come to grasp is because I was in an accident when I was in my 20s and I was uh, sterile. I was not supposed to be able to have kids. Oh, it, it drove uh, I got in an accident. I got sick. I was <clears throat> uh, put in the hospital with 105.2 temperature. And I lost, you could see my skull, you could see my, my collarbone. And I was just, I was a disaster. I remember this big old African-American dude looking over my gurney and he goes, you're a lucky boy. I was like, he goes, 106, we pull the sheet over your head. It took it took 13 bags of room temperature IV fluid to bring my temperature down to normal. No way. But what happened? I just got I picked up some virus. They still don't they never knew. 
And I still have some physical complications from that. But the biggest one, and I got tested year after year. I have a physical every year. Hmm. And I got tested every year, every year. And they're like, nah, dude, you ain't having kids. No, dude, you ain't having kids. And I'm like, fuck. So it just drove my, some of my decisions. Like, for what? I mean, now if I can't have kids, might as well have a good time. And poof, boy, did I have a good time. We yeah. won't get into that. But um, that was a driving force. And I tried to suppress it really hard. And it's coming out now. And my wife and I talk about it. Of course, you know, I have a son now. We'll get into that. But yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. really good to know that in the end, you, you got a son. And that's a, that's oh, a major blessing. Oh, my God. He is just he's my little man. I call him my little man. So, uh, but just to cap on that, so I meet my wife, my now wife, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, just so you know, I can't have kids, you know? And she's like, okay, and she's been married before. We were both married before, no kids. And our relationship was going and going, and she's like, when's the last time you were tested? I go, a long time ago. She was, why don't you get tested again? And I was like, for what? I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm, I'm done. I mean, how does that even happen? She's like, just get tested. I'm like, hey, cool, cool, cool. And uh, I get tested. I get a paper in the mail. You're good, bro. I'm like, what? It's a, somebody mixed something up? What? <laughs> no, that's yours. And like oh a month, and a month later, I had my yearly physical. So I take, I go to the doctor and I hand him this piece of paper. He goes, oh yeah, that's no big deal. I was like, what? Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, of course he uses six syllable words and explain, he goes into this 30 minute diatribe about it. But apparently it's not because my condition was natural. All right. It, it happened in natural state. It wasn't like a drug overdose or a, a, a accident. My body took that away from me and he goes you're not fighting obesity you're not fighting cancer diabetes your body's not fighting anything it's actually has all this excess energy and quote unquote power yeah so what do we do we got to reproduce bro all right here we go and i have a newborn son you said something about having a really um a really interesting way of uh, of spending your 20s um with drugs and cars and everything but um going back to um giving and taking chances which event caused you to really turn your life around well i probably meeting there there's a couple things shortly when i met my wife our first date I was higher than hell on Coke and she didn't know it. And we started dating. She knows it now. So I don't mind talking about it. Uh, We started dating and I was like, this woman is awesome. And she's not going to put up with any of this. So cold Turkey done. That was the last time I ever, I ever uh, touched Coke. And then congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Coming on four years, December 1st will be my four-year anniversary of being sober. Wow. That's so I, definitely, definitely something to celebrate. Really. Yeah. And, and uh, that was the other thing, too. I got, I, could, I figured out that I couldn't have just one. And my wife put up with some stuff 
from it. And I one over one weekend, I was like, she's not, I got to make a decision. And on a Saturday morning, I went, I'm done. And I, I struggled. I, I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> I quit Coke harder or easier than I stopped drinking. It was crazy. And, uh, a good buddy of mine, he's been sober 30 something years. I called him up. I said, dude, I'm struggling. I want to quit. And, uh, he picked me up that afternoon, took me to a meeting. I went to a couple meetings. AA meetings are awesome. They help thousands and thousands of people, but they weren't for me. I just put, I couldn't deal with them. They're too depressing. Um, and I just took it on myself and I said, you know what? This is this over here, this life that I only thought existed. I, I didn't know this type of life existed with my wife, you know. Yeah, I want that. So it's like the the phrase of any addiction is you give up you you can have one thing and you give up everything, or you can give up one thing and have everything. So I gave up the one thing and you know. Here I am, four years sober of everything. How how did you manage to keep yourself on track? I can imagine it's really easy to fall back on it. I don't want this to seem like it was super easy because it wasn't. And just the other day, we had some friends over and the lady had some wine with my wife, which normally doesn't bother me. Then I was washing the dishes and I was washing out the wine glass and the smell hit me. There is some emotion there. Like I had to walk away from the sink and I said, I told my wife, I, you know, I, I said, man, that, that triggered some emotion. I can't be around. I can't be around that right now. But 99% of the time, it's not even a, it's not even a thought. It's just something I don't do. It's like when I stopped drinking, I was still going out with my friends. They're all drinkers, you know? And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm, I'm going to do it. because I like my buddies and we're all still friends. I did lose some friends from not drinking, which it's fine with me. Yeah, I lost. They just because they're like, "What? You're not part of this? Were you too good for us?" Da 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 da. And yeah, you you lose some friends if you truly give up that. And I was in a, was in a lifestyle though. That was a whole lifestyle. So, um, but I still have a handful of friends from back in the day and from my drinking days, and they're good people. They're great people. Love them. Talk to them all the time. And but uh, I had a phrase that says, "Not today." Uh, so I went out with my friends and they're like, you drinking? Well, you're not drinking. I'm like, and instantly I go, not today, ah, not today. So that became my phrase for not drinking or anything negative. No, it's not today. Or if it's something positive, just today, I'm going to go to the gym just today. No, just, just today. Because if I say I'm going to go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, now I'm putting that pressure on myself and that just not, that's not good for anybody. Not just today. I'm just going to go today. Well, that's that's a sign of a major self-discipline on your side. I found out years ago, and my mom has since passed, but um, she was diagnosed. With, thank you. Uh, she was diagnosed with cancer, and I lost it. You know, I was pissed, emotions all over the place. So I called my buddy up to help me stop drinking. And that we're friends. We see each other all the time. And I said, this is what's going on. He goes, You feel like drinking? I go, uh-huh. And he goes, go ahead. And I was like, what? I, what? You're, you're supposed to tell me not to. He goes, dude, go on, get fucked up. Then tomorrow, you'll have a hangover, 
and your problems will still be there. And I've helped some people with recovery, and I tell them that too. Well, I'll get drunk. Huh? Doesn't bother me. Ain't going to hurt me that you go out and get fucked up. But whatever you're trying to run away from, when you get up in the morning, it's still there. How, how do you help other people to deal with that? I'm not for everybody because I'm pretty blunt when it comes to like work ethic and stop. If you just fucking stop, I don't sugarcoat anything, man. And I just, that's just my style. And like I said, I'm not for everybody. And the way I look at people is your work ethic and how you treat people. That's all I care about. And what is the, the main aspect of a working ethic that you value the most? Also, given all the things you've been through. Yeah, my, my work ethic and my willpower has given me everything I have in life. And I'm eternal grateful for the way my mom and dad raised me, especially my mom. To give you an idea, and that's why I call it, I'm going to give a shameless plug, my show, Walt's Kitchen Table. Growing up, everything happened in my life at the kitchen table. My mom, this is this is a fun story, sitting at the kitchen table with a cigarette in one hand and her eye closed because of smoke and a pen in, and the pen in the other with a checkbook. And I'm 12 years old and she's teaching me how to balance a checkbook. My Both my parents showed me in different ways that nothing, you want something, you got to get it. Nobody's going to give you anything. And I've learned since then, nothing is worth having unless you work for it. So anything worth anything worth anything is worth sweating for it. Yeah. And in your case, what is the one thing that you are most grateful about that you have built step by step? Yeah, my health and my We got talking about like privilege and white privilege and classes like middle class. And my wife and I got talking about that yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I, I get kind of on a soapbox about it because what I have, I've busted my ass for. Nobody's get, ever given me. I remember being so poor when I was on my own that I would go buy food stamps from the guys down in the shitty part of the neighborhood for 25 cents on the dollar so I could eat because I didn't have enough money. And I was working full time, making good money, but I was not being responsible with my money. So I was broke all the time. Mm. Uh, that was huge lessons. I filed, filed bankruptcy in my late 20s. By the time I was 30, I paid everybody back. My, that's where my work ethic and my just ethics in general come yeah. from. Uh, and what we talked about before with my injury, my health, and I'll get into it here real quick, but my health is, again, I'm so grateful for. I spend, my wife and I spend an exuberant amount of money on food, good food. Everything's organic. But good in is good out right and then i spend a ton of time in the gym just to want to be healthy now i have a you know i'm 47 i think 47 oh. and i got a seven old son man i'm going to be chasing that dude around for a long time in closing i guess i just tell people 
man, your health. Stop acting like you live twice. You, you only live once, man. You know, have an adventure. Just walk. We're built. Humans are built to walk around and carry things and go on adventures. Go work. Go do something. Don't just sit in front of the TV and watch Netflix. I love watching Netflix, but, you know, you got to be active, man. Your health is your health is a gateway to everything. Well, thank you so much for all your stories. And uh, yeah, well, I would love to talk to you very soon again for some other stories that you want to share with us. Anytime. I would love to come back. Yes. Thank you. This was Wall's story. After being involved with drugs and alcohol during his 20s and being confronted with several health conditions, Wall decided it was time to turn his life around after he met his wife. By deciding to devote his life to her and to start in a family together, Walt worked really hard on his health, and this led him to overcome his past addictions and even several health conditions which prevented him from having children. Thanks to this lifestyle change, Walt is, has now managed to bring his life back on track and is now father to a newborn son, Logan. This was the end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave a comment here below. And if you've enjoyed this episode, do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel and see you next time. Give me a chance on your screen and in your ears.